0: All right, and welcome back to therapy. I wanted to do a second episode related to real therapy with an actual therapist. Um, I have had more success with online resources, to be more specific, anything that involves like an online chat where i can set up a screen name and speak somewhat anon- anonymously and the reason why i feel like that has worked better for me is because i have found i have found that The advice can be very, very skewed and not in my favor. So in the first Real Therapy episode, I spoke to you about my experience, and that was with face-to-face. I've also utilized online services as well, as well as over the phone, and that's what I wanted to Kind of dive into today. The times that I have used the over the phone service, it's been mostly in dire situations where I felt I was at my lowest points. And over time, the more that I used them, the more frustrated I became with the phone services. And I'm not I'm not here to say they are wrong for how they treat you. I'm just here to say that their approach was wrong for me. Um It felt like you're on a diving board and your your legs are shaking and you're nervous and you don't want to jump. And you have someone sitting in a in a um a lounge chair in the distance yelling at you for how pathetic you are for not jumping and for being scared and telling you you need to jump now that is how the phone therapy felt it was very obvious that you were being timed They only would spend but so much time with you. And it was, as I said, it was obvious where it was hard for you to really, it's hard for me to really get into it because of that, because you knew, oh, after about 40, what, 45 minutes, they're going to wrap up. And it became a routine. And I felt pushed into going face to face services instead of feeling like I was welcome to express myself in time of need over the phone. Um that was that's that's hard to feel that way when you're at your lowest point and you feel like someone's pushing you off or brushing you off or being dismissive of how you feel. When they treat you as if you're wasting their time or all, once again, all the suggestions are to push you into the direction of seeing a therapist. And I think the part that always bothered me about that was if I was ready to see one, I wouldn't be talking to someone over the phone. And that's the part that I don't think they were able to, I don't know. It it always bothered me to the point where I'd no longer um, call for phone support. Now, on the other hand, um, after not feeling like face-to-face was helpful, uh, not feeling as if Phone was helpful. I have found a lot of success with chat. Um, I don't get for the record i don't I don't have any kind of um, advertising that I do for this channel, at least not at this time. So anything that I mention or endorse or favor or don't favor is just me as a private person just sharing my personal opinion. Um, chat has always worked for me, where I can go in, create a screen name, and either talk with other people, or talk one on one. I have found the most success because, at least this is why why I feel, um, there's less opportunity for bias on either either side. I don't have the chance to judge the therapist or the counselor or whatever their title may be the mentor, and they don't have the chance to prejudge me. And so we're able to speak in such a way that I don't think we'd be able to do it any other way. Now there's a language, there are things that we might say or circumstances that we might describe that could give away who we are or what we're about. I get that. But of those three options, face-to-face, phone, and chat, chat is, that happens less in chat. They don't have this... Um, they're not able to look at you and make assumptions. They're not e- able to hear your voice to make assumptions about who you are as a person. And so, their their advice and their encu- encouragement is, I take it more seriously because it feels more genuine. I had just as an example, kind of an off tangent example. I listened to a podcast called Star Talk, and it's with Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's an astrophysicist, and they talk about, as you can imagine, the planets and um, the cosmos, so on and so forth. And there's a spinoff called Playing with Science, and that's where they talk specifically about things related to sports. So they might have an episode on football and tie it to how physics is such a part of football, for example. Long story short, they had someone on there, um, a lady that was a radiologist and looked at x-rays all day. And she stated that whenever someone would bring her the x-rays, And forgive me for using all the wrong terms, but pretty much when she looks at the x-rays, she prefers to just look at the x-rays and not have the patient's file. She doesn't want to know how old they are. She doesn't want to know their race. She doesn't want to know their gender. Nothing. She wants to know nothing about the specific patient. She first wants to look at the x-rays and make her informed opinion based on only what she sees in the x-rays and not... What she brings, not her personal biases about the person that um, that x-ray came from. And I just love that she said that it's unfortunate the way she worded it at least I don't i'm I'm not a radiologist, but the way she worded it, it seemed like that was the exception and not the norm um, for her profession, but I loved that it was something that she did because you're able to get a better assessment when you aren't bringing your own biases when you you're not looking at it as oh um eighty four year old uh female uh uh provided i don't know uh, on, on Medicare or Medicaid. And so you're looking at her x-rays. Oh, she's probably had a rough life and she's old. And so she probably can't get around much. And so that might skew how you look at her x-rays. Um, as opposed to, if you know, it was a 25 year old, male who's never had an injury before who's um healthy weight so on and so forth you might look at it differently so I just love that that they discuss that because that's how I feel about therapy as well sometimes too much information can um I know there's a balance they I feel like it's great in some instances to talk to the same person and they get to know you and your situation, but that also comes at a price, because they you wonder if their bias is seeping in on the things that they advise you to do. Um, would you, you know, I, I've I've all, almost always thought of. I've, I've I've thought about that several times. Would would you be advising something different if you knew that I was wealthy versus if you knew that I could barely pay the copay? Would your advice be different for me um, if I was the breadwinner with a bunch of of kids uh, versus uh, someone who was dependent on someone? Um, how would that, or would it, would it have anything to do with it at all? I personally feel like it does, which is why chat works for me so well. I've, I just, I have found a lot of success with it. There's a lot more, uh, engagement. I often lose track of time. And with that being said, what's funny is I lose track of time, but it's usually very, very quick. Um, So it's a it's kind of the best of both worlds. When I would do a phone chat, I would stay on there once again until they until I could hear that they wanted to wrap up the call because I'd never felt that they truly were listening. So I I spent so much time trying to say the right thing and do the right thing, hoping that they would listen. And failing every time, leaving that phone call, feeling defeated and embarrassed that I even had to call. And yet with chat, I almost always feel invigorated, they have a way of using humor as well like in the most what may seem inappropriate but i think they i don't know what it is but anyone that i speak to on chat they get it they seem to get that it's not an it's not an issue about wanting to die um as i've said in the past it's it's never about wanting to die it's about the feeling that you don't want to live and they seem to get that And it's it for me is refreshing to have someone that makes you smile in a time when things are really, really tough. And you come in with really deep um, and morbid thoughts and they find a way to turn it around. And as I said, it's usually, I mean, I don't think I've ever spent more than 10 minutes speaking to a chat person, a person on chat. It's that quick to really just push you in the right direction, provide solutions, alternatives, all that good stuff, but not feel like you're forced into a corner. So that is my two cents. I have, I've, I've, um, it feels good knowing that resources there for when I need it and I don't think it would take really it would really take something big or powerful for me to even consider calling or seeing someone face to face again. I don't think I could ever do that again um ever ever but that doesn't mean I don't see the value in seeing an actual therapist but it would likely be through of uh some kind of chat um or online um conversation i should say but as always thank you for listening and have a good night